Forgive me for being so inquisitive. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Do you mind if I ask? This is when we talk to someone who might have something unique about them, and in this case, someone who's living um, in a different situation. We've got Clint, who is HIV positive. Good morning, Clint. Good morning, guys. How are we all? We're good. Now, you're, I didn't know how to intro you then. I'm like, something unique, you know, and it is. That's like something. It, it's it's having this, I guess, awkward conversation where you don't know how you should, um, I guess, ask questions. But this yeah. is an opportunity, I guess, for people to ask whatever they want because you are a spokesperson for the Queensland Positive People who provides yes. support um, and connection for those living with HIV. Yeah, look, I never thought when I was a little kid, gee, when I grow up, I want to be the poster boy for HIV. It's not, I didn't really anticipate seeing myself on bus stops and billboards um, for um, something like HIV. But um, as you get older and you sort of get into different situations, it's really important to try and open people's eyes up to a different perspective because um, it's all about education. So I'm excited to see what people want to know. Well, I uh, grew up, I'm slightly older than uh, the majority of the people on the team. I grew up in the AIDS epidemic and it was yes. terrifying. The Grim Reaper. Yeah. Those ads, the ads really the did. All, yeah. And, and the fact of even even as kids in, uh, you know, playing in the schoolyard, if someone started bleeding, you would freak out, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, from my understanding, it is a much, much different thing these <laughs> days. Correct? Oh, uh, look, the Grim Reaper is not coming for your children. I am not coming for your children <laughs> and bowling you down with my, with my AIDS. Um, and you're right, it, the, that campaign has still left a mark. And the, the unfortunate thing, the, the thing it did was really scared people into submission, um, which was not a terrible thing in, in one respect. Mm. But what it's left is this real fear um, and this almost hatred across um, the community against people with HIV. And it is a very different situation now. Like, it's impossible to catch HIV from me um, because I am on what they call ART, which is antiretroviral treatment, mm -hmm. which means that I have an undetectable viral load, which means it's physically impossible to catch HIV from me, even if I was to bleed, even if we um, engaged in practices that were deemed not safe if, mm -hmm. for someone with HIV. I cannot pass this virus on to anyone anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's the very different thing. But also there's ways of people that are HIV negative that feel like they might be in situations that could put them at risk. Mm. You know, they've got options now to protect themselves from it uh, with PrEP, which is a treatment that someone can take one pill a day and then engage in practices and not ever have to worry about you know, the potential of catching HIV again. Yeah. So we're in a very different situation. Not a lot of people know about this new development. Um, so the fear and stigma that I still get on the daily um, and that sort of hatred and that, that grim reaper, you know, sort of looming over my life on the daily is really what I, the reason why I agreed to do the campaign and why I stand up and talk about it so often because people need to see that, you know, I'm just living my life and I'm protecting myself so that I can protect everyone else mm -hmm. from HIV now. Um, and, you know, it's just about doing what we can to sort of educate ourselves and, and make it a, a, a nicer place for people living with and a safer place for those people not living with HIV. Mm -hmm. It has, like you just said, changed where you're like, I've got no, no markers now. Like I couldn't possibly um, pass it on. You were diagnosed in 2011. How did yeah. you take that diagnosis back then? Because even from that, that time, it's changed so much. 
Oh, look, when I first came out, it was illegal for me to, to have sex without disclosing first. Um, I could have gone to jail. Mm. Had, had something happened when, you know, you've been out, you've had a few drinks, and it's not always the, the easiest time to sort of go, hey, let's have a really serious conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if I'd made a mistake, which l- luckily I never did, and I've, I've been lucky enough to sort of have a really clean bill of, of um, you know, sexual practices, but... It was really scary and I was really alone for a lot of it. And I was, you know, at the time I was in a very public role with my job um, and I was carrying this all behind the scenes because Mm. I couldn't be out as what people perceive as dirty, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or infected or dangerous. Um, So I lived a life for a good 10 years of my HIV positive life um, in the shadows and it's only very recently that I came out to my family and it's only recently that I've started working in the public eye because I know what it's like to experience that that stigma, that shame, that mm-hmm. hatred mm-hmm. and violence, you know, like I've had some terrible experiences because of my HIV, even though I'm less of a threat than someone who thinks they might be HIV negative, mm. um, but hasn't been checked recently. Yeah, right. Um, so realistically, I'm the safest person to engage with practices with right. because you know you can't get it from me, but with someone else who's unaware of their That's status. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 13, 10, 60, um, Clint is on. He's HIV positive and ready to take your questions. Nothing's off limits here. This is about understanding um, what it is like, how people treat him. Um, I'll kick it off here with, do you mind if I ask Clint, Yeah. Who do you know who gave it to you and... How did you feel about that person when you found out? Really interesting question um, because a lot of people do ask that one. And the answer that I always give is, yes, I do know who gave it to me. And it's me because I was never put in a situation that I didn't choose to be in. Uh Um, I could probably figure out who it was um, and I could work back. But then what that does in my position is that puts the blame on someone else, whereas I can forgive me and I have forgiven me. I can take the responsibility and I can work through that emotion and that sort of gravity of I've made this decision because no one forced me to do anything. Mm. I could have used protection. I could have made different choices, but I didn't. And I can rectify that for myself. Mm. Um, What I don't want to do is put someone else's face on it and blame them and walk away sort of, um, feeling like someone else did this to me because that's yeah. a victim place. Yeah, it takes away the power from that's you. That's a great way to look at it. Are you ready to take some questions? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're just positive, positive, Clinton. I love that about you. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive in so many ways. <laughs> All right, so we got Nikita joining the show. You're on with Clint. Go ahead. Hi, Clint. Um, do you mind if I ask, when you start to get to know someone or dating someone, how early on in the piece do you let them know that you're HIV positive? Is it a first date thing or a few dates in? Look, it depends. Like, I, I'm pretty upfront um, straight away because in the very early days of my diagnosis, I had a terrible experience where I sort of met someone and we were dating for a few weeks and then something happened um, and it got very violent and very aggressive mm. because that's something that's, you know, people, and this is, you know, 11 years ago. So um, I like to tell people straight up because it's kind of, it kind of becomes a bit of a filter because if someone can't understand it or won't accept it at the beginning, 
it's kind of like a sifter of the people that are actually going to stand by you when times get tough anyway because there's yeah. no risk to them there's no um with the treatment that is now available like there is physically no risk to them in any way shape or form it's just a mental challenge and if they can't get past that at the beginning um it's probably not going to be the best relationship for me anyway so First up, I'm pretty sure. Clint, do you mind if I ask, if people are getting diagnosed, I guess, this day and age, is there some sense of irresponsibility where people aren't getting tested? Like, it, it seems like maybe we'll be able to get to a stage where if everyone is, I guess, not not able to pass it on, then it might get eradicated. Correct. And that's where we actually, actually in inner Sydney, um, at the AIDS conference I was recently attending, they have uh, officially eradicated new HIV um, diagnosis in the inner city suburbs right. um, because of the fact that so many people are on PrEP, which is um, preventative treatment, yeah. so they can't get it if they don't have it, and people who do have it. And 98% of people in that particular suburb who know they have it um, are on treatment. So pretty much then there's only 2% of 30,000 people, which is not a lot of people that are potentially a risk to anyone contracting. So you're absolutely right. The more people that sort of take the stigma away from getting tested, the more people that sort of arm themselves with um, the things that can protect them from contracting it themselves before they become exposed. And knowing that if you do have um, sex and there is something that could potentially be a risk, go immediately to your doctor within 72 hours and you can go on what they call PEP, which is like, okay, the condom broke or whoop, oops, we didn't use a condom. Mm. You can go on a treatment for a, for a week, which means that it um, stops you being able to take the virus into your body as well. So All right. Uh, you take, yeah, that's called um, PEP, which is post-exposure okay. exposure. Um, treatment. Um, so there are options um, for people that really means that you you shouldn't be getting HIV today if you understand mm. the options you have available to you. Yeah. Let's go to Josh. He's there. What's your question for Clint? Hey, Clint, do you mind if I ask, um, what <laughs> symptoms did you have to have the urge to go get tested? Look, this is a really good question. Most people get what they call, um, I can't say the word on radio, but they get a flu um, mm. and they get really bad, um, like a really bad cold. So sweats, um, all of that sort of thing. I never actually had any, what they call seroconversion. So when you convert to being positive, mm. I never had yeah. any major symptoms. Um, I simply went for my checkup because my partner at the time came to me and said, look, I'm really sorry, I've got chlamydia. And I went to the, the clinic and I came back and I said, I'll see your chlamydia and I'll raise you HIV. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. That's a what, good win there, Clint. <laughs> I know. I, I play a good hand. But yeah, I, you're I, really I, competitive. No, <laughs> no, I will win. <laughs> okay. Wow. There you go. Interesting. All right, we've got Sophie from Eaton's Hill on. Uh, Sophie, what's your question for, Clint? Hi, Clint. Do you mind if I ask, if you wanted to have kids, does being HIV positive affect you having kids in the future? Great question. Because um, that was one of my biggest things. Like when it all sort of the gravity of, of HIV landed on me, um, I was like, I'm never going to have kids. No one's ever going to love me ever again. I'll be single for my entire life. Like these are all the things that go through your mind because you feel like you are suddenly a marked person or or wrong um and that's something that we live with all the time but 
the good news is if I'm on treatment, um, I can actually have children. Like we can have babies because like undetectable viral loads means that it's not actually present in my semen. Um, so if I want to have a baby, I can. And women who are HIV positive can have children and can even breastfeed and be completely healthy and safe to that child not being negative and not passing it on. So there's really amazing technology happening there. And, and the more into it we get, the more we realize that this, this ART, so this treatment that we're now on, means that there are we are essentially living a normal life um, with no sort of health implications um, at all, really. So, yeah, children are definitely an option for me in the future. Great. Well, Clint, thank you for your time this morning, mate. Yeah, really appreciate, appreciate how open and honest you are with it. I'm sure it's going to help out um, people who, who've been living in the shadows with it, but also people to understand um, what it's like. So thanks so much for your time. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me as well. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank Excellent. you.